gentlemen, welcome back to the Sandcast Podcast, brought to you by our favorite volleyball, the Wilson. Uh, today we got a fun guest on with us, Emily Stockman, coming at it. Uh, new season, so we're excited to kind of talk about the fresh perspective that we have here in 2022. And uh, of course, we got Travis Money Mawerder over here, <laughs> as always, holding oh. things together for us. <laughs> What's happening? How's How it going? Doing? Good. Good. Good, good, good. We're, yeah. uh, I hear you're still going to McHale. Still going to McHale. Okay, I was yeah. quite, that's one thing, I, that was the, <laughs> literally the first thing I wanted to get at. Yeah. I just came back from McHale, I was like, yeah. it's hard to go uh, from McHale and then switch it up, because you and uh, Kelly were yes. uh, hitting it together with him, but now you don't got the carpool going up. Are you still, that no. just shows how dedicated you are. That's right. You're still going up without the carpool. I mean... That takes a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm going to sneak in one of these days with Gilbert, but... Oh, there you go. <laughs> that that Maybe dog... just put a car seat in there, put him in the car seat. Exactly. <laughs> I mean... Hey, a dog is halfway to having a child, I think. I know? think so. Especially Gilbert. Especially a high-maintenance dog like Gilbert. <laughs> How old is Gilbert child. now? You guys, he's going to be two tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I love it Birthday when people party love their dogs. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Party hats. You better believe it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. That's basically do, my life. How do you do when you travel? Like, what do you do with Gilbert? Because you're gone a lot. A lot. Um, well, when I got him, it was the start of the pandemic, so there wasn't okay, a lot of traveling. Good um, but my parents will come out sometimes and stay with him. Or me and my sister found out that Beaver, Utah is the halfway point between here and Colorado. So I'll drive eight hours. <laughs> She'll drive eight hours. We meet in Beaver. I drop him off, and then I drive back, and she drives back. No way. Yeah. Wow, she like, must love this dog. Oh, she loves him. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I would tell my sibling, yeah, no, sorry. I'm, I'm not busy. driving eight hours to babysit your dog. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And Beaver, know. Utah's awesome. It's a place, like, I would have never thought to go. And there's awesome hikes. It's in the mountains. It's great. So you stay there for a few days or something? I mean, usually like one night, but, you know. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. When I see it's you, fantastic. I just feel like you just belong in the mountains, though. Colorado yes. or Utah. We are just talking about like Montana and Idaho. Whenever yeah. I hear something like that, I'm like, yeah, I could run into Emily Stockman out there. For sure. <laughs> yeah. There. The chances are very high. <laughs> <laughs> Running in, into me at the beach, not so much. Unless it's, it's like practice time. And that's funny because you spend a lot of time at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting thing with like beach volleyball players in general. I think the public probably has this perception of beach volleyball players as, as these beach rat, like surfer vibe people. Yes. And like, I think I throw myself in that category, but pretty much nobody else besides yeah. me. I mean, right? Who yeah. else? Who else is that kind of like beach surfer? You got the Hawaiians. Okay, the Hawaiians, but they're kind of it. Like Taylor never surfs. He yeah. can, like obviously yeah. he grew up doing it, but yeah. he doesn't really get in the water. The the Riley only surfed when we were kids because I forced him to. <laughs> uh, so really, it's only me and Trevor. Yeah, it's funny because I think people have an image of beach volleyball. I think of what the old school guys used to do, where they would just put their lines down at nine and yeah. they just play all day. All day. Mike Dawes yeah. is the only guy I go out surfing with. Besides Trevor, <laughs> like the old school guys totally were, That's funny. were those beach rat kind of people. Yeah. And now it's yeah. just, you get your two hours in, boom, you're off the sand, yeah. you're in the Norma Tech stretching, you're in yeah. the gym, you're at McKell's, you're hanging out exactly. with Gilbert. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't love actually being at the beach. <laughs> I don't. Like, I think my point right there. It's, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, I get bored if I'm not playing volleyball. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm not... I mean, I can, like, stay above water. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a strong swimmer. Yeah. So going out in the water isn't well, plus it's super freezing. fun. It's yeah. pretty much anywhere on the mainland. Right. Except for Florida. I mean, California's cold even yeah. in the summer. Yeah, in the summer. Yeah. Florida gets warm, but none of us are in Florida. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll be honest, even, like, these beaches get me bored. And I'm, like, I could be at That's the beach like every the day. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just, like sandbar I don't know there's something about like a Hawaiian water I look out there and I see the reef and I see how the swell is hitting mm -hmm. the reef and the tides and it's all different it's like a whole thing to explore yeah you yeah. can go on these different watercrafts and you're not freezing your hands aren't frozen yeah the Hawaiian water is pleasant 
Yeah, it's there's pleasant. water you get in, and that takes your breath away. Plus, it there's does. more to do, though. Like, yeah. You look beyond the surf break, the shoreline here, and it's like, what, why would I go out there? There's nothing to do out there. There's dark. Dark and eerie dark, out there. Dark, yeah. eerie, <laughs> cold water. Yeah. But in Hawaii, I'm, like, looking everywhere and, like, doing all kinds of activities and yeah. stuff. So it's just different. Well, I think you yeah. summed it up there. I think that beach volleyball players are just active people right mm-hmm. we just want to do stuff mm-hmm. and if you look right. at like what we did during the pandemic a lot of people went camping into the mountains hiking yeah, exactly. when the beaches were closed we just went everywhere yeah so we're not playing on the beach we're not just gonna like you know grab a margarita and read a book and just chill like my mom Mm-mm. could sit on the beach for 10 hours a day yeah, I can't and just that. sit wow. and read really? I can't and she that. would love no. it and i there's no way and i used to be like that but now i look at the beach and it's just sort of a training center. Right, right. like it's your job. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when you're done training, then you, you're you off the beach. Yeah. And it, I think we're just, we're active like twitchy people. We just want right. to do yeah, stuff. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do, you, do you have to like force yourself not to mountain bike during season? Uh, or do you absolutely still do it? not. <laughs> you just go for it. I just go for you it. You still charge? I do. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny because a lot of people will give me crap about it. Like, you're going to get hurt. It's going to be terrible. Um, yeah. I got you. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, but I look at it like I grew up doing these things, so I'm comfortable doing mm-hmm. it. So I'm not going to go out and, like, charge a double black diamond that I've never done before, yeah. you know? But, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to push it a little bit. And it, like, that instills fear in me. It's so, like conquering that. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. And you're on a volleyball court and nothing is yes. scary or fearful. Right. So I'm right there with you. When I go home, yeah. I'm like, I know Mikel hates, he probably right? hates you being on the mountain bike and he hates me being <laughs> in the sure. water. Yes. Every time I post a picture, I'm like, I don't know if I, uh, sure. yeah. I know Mikel's going to hate this because it looks a little big, <laughs> but, but it's dope. So I'm yeah. like, but I'm, and, yeah. he, and he knows like, it's like, it's just a part of us. Like. It's who I, we are. It's I'm not gonna like yeah. sacrifice that. Yes, I'll definitely look at a wave and be like, okay, not not right now, not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got to get out there. We yeah. can't sacrifice our yeah. yeah our souls. I feel like if you take that away, you're taking away a part of who we are. Yeah. So then it's like I'm not being true to myself. Run. Yeah. So like too. throughout a whole season, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like you're holding back all that like stuff that makes you happy and yeah. you're just going to be stressed out. And then you're going to resent volleyball when you're done. Yeah. And that's exactly. not fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I so have been good with mental health and kill. Travis, yeah. has, been, <laughs> Travis yeah. has been pushing me hard, <laughs> just tempting me. Hey, going out tomorrow morning, 7.30. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to sleep and not make my neck more tight. That's the goal of this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make me lose an hour of sleep. And my neck will probably be tight because I'm <laughs> surfing. See that new wetsuit out there, though? That looks nice. Dude, I, that's not mine. Not but, uh, yeah, that's a buddy's. But it's uh, my garage is done. i got to show you the garage. I saw it because it was open because it's someone, you guys were fixing something. Oh, yeah. The um, and so it was plumber. open. So I got, I got a sneak peek. It looks, it looks nice. The boards are looking nice. Two mm-hmm. new boards in there. I got like six boards and a, and awesome. a sup in there now. Dang. On one half, and then the the gym on the other, the true fitness mm-hmm. or true grit fitness gym in there. You got hooked up. Nice. I know. Because building nice a gym stuff. is expensive. I know. Because when COVID hit, me and Delaney, we got squat rack, trap bar, weights, and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, damn. I mean, this will in like ten years, this pays itself off. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, like twenty for fitness yeah. is like twenty five bucks a month. This was like yeah, and they have really dollars. nice stuff. I, I was amazing. thinking like. <laughs> It would be maybe like cheaper quality. You never know what you're going to get. Right. That company's on yeah. point. Well, okay. so we were laughing about this earlier. So you have Mikel, USA, and now your own private gym. I know. <laughs> you have no, no, no excuse yeah. not to be fit. Yeah. It's true. I'm like, oh, hey, I can't drive up today. Sorry. I'm kind of hurting. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it to USA. They don't have a... They don't have any gym spots open. <laughs> oh, shit. I got a gym downstairs. <laughs> You're okay. No excuses. Uh, but what is it about Mikel that you guys both love? Because I feel like when, when someone is all in on Mikel, mm-hmm. you are all in on Mikel. And yeah. that, that you really like working with him. And mm-hmm. I try, obviously, you've been with him for the better part of a decade. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. I love... Um, 
how specific he is with our workouts. So not just beach specific, but individualized. Um, he pays attention to how your body's moving that day, or if you have injuries or you're working through some stuff, he takes all that stuff into consideration and the loads that you have on the beach. Um, so I like having, knowing that everything's like combined. It's not like yeah. I'm going to practice and then I'm just going to a weight room and doing whatever, like it's yeah. all intertwined and we're all talking and it's a team effort. Um, and then of course his energy. I mean, yeah. being in there with him is like also working with the sports psych at the same time. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy and wild and mm -hmm. he's like, you think you don't have one more rep and he somehow gets three out of you. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I love that. His energy is amazing. Yeah. No, that's well put. I think, uh, just the thing I hate is like when someone hands me a piece of paper, mm -hmm. it's like, here, here's your workout. Cause it's like, you don't know what I did that day, how my body feels, you know, on the sand. Did I tweak something? Did I do this, that? And I can't really expect to have a trainer do all that stuff, but he does. It's yeah. like, mm -hmm. I can tell him in the middle of a workout, I can tell him what I did that day. And then he comes into it. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to emphasize this in the workout based on what you did. You guys were jumping or not jumping today, whatever. And then halfway through, hey, my patella is hurting a little. Okay, boom, pulls the box out, puts you on a slant. So you're out of your patella. Boom. It's doing the same workout, still getting it done, but now you're helping your knee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or he'll stop it and freaking rub some heat into it and loosen that muscle, like literally just work it out. Um, so, and, and that's just how the sport is. Like as a pro, pro athlete, you're constantly having to adapt and do all these things. And I mean, it's so hard to find. Ne There's a lot of great trainers out there, but like mm -hmm. I've never found someone like him where he can, like off the top of his head, he just knows this stuff so deep down in him like he doesn't have to read a book or do anything like he just knows and he's constantly learning stuff reading medical journals and stuff so it's like mm -hmm. it's well worth the drive put it yeah. that way and then he kicks yeah. your ass and <laughs> right you go up there you're like frick i don't want him to kick my ass today or is it worth the drive because you know sitting in the car is kind of not beneficial and then right. you, every time you leave you're like yeah I'm glad I came. It was worth it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely yeah. worth it. And then you get on the sand and you're like, holy crap, I'm gassed right now, but I'd much rather be doing this than what Mikel's got me <laughs> yeah. doing, like yeah. suffering in that gym. Yeah. And that's when sure. you also realize you're like, that's why I go, go up there. It's yeah. for these moments where I can look across and be like, I don't think you suffered as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm down to go toe to toe with you right now. That gives you that mental edge on the court. Where you're looking sure. at someone, it's a third set, Manhattan, and it's really hot, where you can look across and be like, I've got more reps than you. Yeah. I've been way more tired than this. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. a good edge to walk on the court with. For sure. Like, if I'm gassed, I know everybody else on the court is yeah, dying. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> bad for you, yeah. or bad for us, worse for them. Yeah. That's, what Jose, yeah. that's yeah. what Jose tells us. I like that a that's lot. That's awesome. Yeah. You and, embrace it? You're like, this. yeah, this <clears> sucks. But it sucks worse for them. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and you both mentioned that he does such a good job of keeping an eye on your injuries and keeping you healthy. You've never really been hurt, have you? No. You've been, I haven't yeah, so had. Keep knocking <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Sorry. Got plenty of wood um, I haven't you. had any, like nothing terrible really since college. Um, I had shoulder surgery back in college. But since then, everything's been... I've had some back stuff in the past, but nothing that has made me like sit out or have to miss a tournament or anything. Gotcha. So. College was Wichita State. Wichita State. Oh yeah. The oh, shockers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just went back recently. Yeah. Their facility, like I literally went to the college because I was like, these facilities and the fans are amazing, and I loved it. <clears> and then I went back, and I was like. It's like 10 times better now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And SC2. It's like yeah. virtual now. You walk in and there's like iPads that will like choose your outfits for you and then show you what you'll look like on the screen and like crazy stuff like that. That's it's insane. nuts. Yeah. It's so College, crazy. It's just an arms race of who can have the best facilities yeah. and the best yeah. centers and training and all this stuff. Because recruiting mm -hmm. is the whole. It's everything. That's like the whole sport is just recruiting, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Did you imagine yeah. when you were at Wichita that you'd be playing beach volleyball would be your living for as long no. as it has been so far? No. 
Um, my college coach is the one that got me excited about beach volleyball. Okay. Um, so my school actually flew me out to California in 2000, I think eight or nine. Um, it was the summer before my senior year and they, like they flew me out to try out for the like junior national beach team. Mm -hmm. Never in my life have I played beach volleyball. (laughs) So I like stepped out there and (laughs) the coaches were really nice, but they were like, we can tell you've never played before, but like, don't give it up. Keep trying. We see a lot of potential in you. Yeah. Um, so that was my first, I think it was 2009. That was my first experience with beach volleyball. Um, obviously didn't make the team, but it was a great experience. Um, and then I planned on coming out, um, after I graduated, but then I got offers to go play indoor overseas. So I actually lived here in 2010 for, I think like four or five months and kind of messed around on the beach. Um, kind of messed around at the bars way more, but (laughs) yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, I went and played international indoor for four years. Where'd you go? Uh, France, Finland, Sweden, Switzerland, and the Maldives. Oh, so you, the Maldives? Mm-hmm. No oh, kidding. Man, How was that? That was like my first experience ever leaving the country besides like Tijuana. Yeah. Um, that was the first place you went? That was the first place I what went. What is that? Like a three-month contract or something? It's like a it was season? like a month contract. Oh, wow. So I only went for their nationals. It was like their big national uh-huh. tournament. Um, and I flew in. It was probably like a 32 or 34-hour travel. And I brought, like, two huge suitcases. I packed, like, everything. I literally didn't even open the suitcases. Like, they gave me everything. (laughs) Um, I lived, so my team was the police club. And so our coach was a police officer, and a couple of the girls on my team were police officers. So we stayed at, I think, nine or 11 different islands within the time I was there. And we always stayed at the police station. And they always had a volleyball court in the back. So we played outside on, like, dirt. (laughs) <laughs> but like six on six. Yeah. It was like the craziest experience. Um, Sounds kind of amazing. It was great. <laughs> I don't know. Like, so we did that for like two weeks, trained, practiced, um, played the tournament. The tournament, I think, was like three or four days. And then we ended up winning. But the team we played was there was like a huge rival between the teams okay. and there was a riot that was about like starting to break out. And so my team like surrounded me. I was the only American or <laughs> At the least other you were team. On the police team. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good they team had me you. protected. There was one other American on the other team. Um, but we ended up leaving the island like right then. They wouldn't oh, let us what? stay there. Yeah, it was crazy. Gnarly. And then um, they put me up in a five star resort in a water bungalow by myself for like seven days. Oh, sick. whoa. Yeah. What an like, experience. I wanted to it was, be on one of those. It was amazing. Like over a coral, coral reef kind yes. of thing. It was so oh, cool. That's I was going to do that. Like wake up and just like roll and like just fall in warm water. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with a mask. Grab a yeah. mask on the way in. Yeah. All right, I'm up. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Yeah. How, how do you follow cool that? Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't. And it was all down. Yeah, it all went down exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what happened. Right. <laughs> I kept trying and I kept failing. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird, though, because I was there for Christmas. So that was my first Christmas ever away from my family. And I'm at this amazing resort, (laughs) but completely alone. So, like, I would go because you would go for all the meals and stuff at the buffet. And everyone had their assigned tables. And I see everyone, like, sitting with their family Uh, or, like, their significant others. And every day I'm just, like, sitting there eating alone. And, like, (laughs) this is really cool, but also I'm kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah, but, I know what yeah. you mean. Man. Yeah, it was what awesome. A, what a fun ride that probably was. Oh, my gosh. I the, still talk to some of the girls there, and I'm like, I need, a, I need a trip out there. Yeah, well, they have a... Uh, mm-hmm. There's an FIVB in the Maldives this year. There's yes, a challenger. I saw On the that. schedule, anyway. Right. Which... <laughs> Hopefully. Awesome. Come they, on. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if it actually <laughs> happens. there. Come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess when the McKibbins yeah. went and filmed their Maldives thing, did you watch that video? No. Because there's this guy, I guess there's a promoter on the island who loves volleyball. Okay. And so he hosted like an eight-team invitational two oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember hearing about that. And I think the McKibbins yeah. won. I think they beat Andy and uh, A-Rob in the finals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Madison is like, this was the coolest trip. It's I've amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Island, so. I just want to so surf. You were on, like, <laughs> you were on like 10 or 11? Yeah. There's like 1,100 islands. 
In the just the Maldives. The Maldives, and that's yeah. what on the like yeah. India I'm, side. Yes, Indian Ocean. It's like yeah. Or is it down by Indonesia? It's on the Indian. It's in the Indian, Indian like sea. over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere over there. Yeah. Just a bunch yeah. of really small islands. Right? Really small. Yeah. Like, some of them are probably less than a mile long. Like you just. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. So that's what like eleven hundred islands. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't living on all of them. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure not. But if yeah. you have a boat, you're like, oh, let's go to this private island today. Right. Just yeah. pull up. And that's what we did. We had the police boat. So we just <clears> like <throat> went <throat> island to island every day. Yeah. That's what I was in Puerto Rico. I feel like that was the go-to on the weekend was just yeah. like drink rum and uh, Don Q and freaking nice. pull up to some beach. Island hop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. And then I found out later that my buddy had just bought like you know, made made some good money going overseas and bought this boat. Yeah. And I figured he's like a boat guy because he owns a freaking boat. Yeah. yeah he does, we're like halfway into it. I'm like, huh, you sure about that? We're, we're, gonna just, we're just gonna hit the dock here. <laughs> he didn't know anything what no he was way. doing. And then he's freaking drinking rum all day. I was just like, guy, let me take let me take your fucking sixty thousand dollar boat real quick. Oh my gosh. Anyway, like they had to have filmed the Survivor on the Maldives. Probably. You would think. It was funny because yeah. when I played event uh, tournament on the Cook Islands, they mm-hmm. had Survivor Cook Islands like the next year. Oh, really? Like, hey, I've been there. I know, I know that, that spot. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, there's yeah. a freaking McDonald's right around the corner from that, <laughs> yeah. that beach right there. They, they don't have McDonald's on the Cook Islands. <laughs> that was Adam's favorite joke. Whenever someone would, we'd order like fish. He'd say, hey, is, is this organic? And they just would have no idea what that meant. They're like, we, I mean, we caught it right there. What is that? What <laughs> you mean? Is, He's yeah. like, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> yeah. That oh, nice. that's awesome. But so you did four more years indoor after Maldives. Mm-hmm. What year did you graduate so, from Wichita? Two thousand ten. Okay. Yeah. So I was in the Maldives. Gotta get this timeline right. In two thousand ten, December of two thousand ten. Okay. And then I flew home for two days, and then flew to Paris. And was there for three months. I only did the second half of their season. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a terrible experience. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this again. This is awful. And then I got a really good contract to go to Finland. So I went there for the full season, mm-hmm. like seven or eight months. How's um, that? Freezing. Sounds freezing. Freezing. And I was in like a town of 2,000 people. And oh, we had... Funny. Two gas station, or no, a gas station, two grocery stores, and two restaurants. And one of them burnt down while I was there. Ooh. So, oh, no. yeah, um, <laughs> yes, there's literally nothing to do. <laughs> like yeah, was three hours of sunshine a day. Ooh. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, it was rough. Tough. Three hours but, of sunshine? Yeah, because it's like Alaska. Like in the winter, it's just dark. But oh. then you can get some seasons, it's, <clears throat> like, it's like 20 and then, to 23 Yeah, in the hours, summer, it? it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Three hours, though. That's like, what, 11 to 2? Yeah. Sunny? Yeah. Holy shit. And I'm pretty sure yeah. we had practice at those times, so that I was cool. I would have been so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they that got sounds like the, a good time to go to the gym. gym. Oh, my yeah. God. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in Turkey. I went, I did like a second half of the year yeah. thing after Puerto Rico, and I was, it was like snowing and just freaking, I was stuck in the hills. Same kind of town. Like, I don't think they <laughs> I don't had alcohol in the town either. So it was like, oh. there's no like, go out. Right. It was like, we we sit for coffee. That was like, yeah. That was like the party. With the it was team, like the know? thing to do. Yeah, yeah we're going to go big tonight. Have some coffee. <laughs> uh, coffee or at hookah. They didn't have hookah lounges. Um, but I remember at one point, like, it was like, finally the sun came out and I like found like a patch of sun. I was like, like took my shirt off in the snow. I was like, oh, sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god! I forgot what that felt like. I need to get back to friggin' Hawaii or friggin' at least Cali. Yeah, I was dying. I was absolutely dying. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it's rough out there. Everyone's indoor experiences are so interesting. I mean, some people they'll go indoor. You know, David Lee. I mean, he did it for, and he's still doing it. He's in India right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you have some like Taylor. I think was in France for a year. It was like. Andy yeah. was in Switzerland for a couple months, and he pulled the plug, and he's like, 
never again. It's a great yeah. experience. Like you're For so sure. cultured. You never like regret going because you're like, I l- met people. I understand the culture. I had the food. I understand yeah. what it is to live somewhere else. Like the perspective you gain is great, but you're alone. Um, majority of people aren't making money that's really exciting them, you know, like mm-hmm. six figures or more. Majority of the players that are going overseas are making less than that. And it's a grind. Like, indoor's gnarly. Yeah. It hurts your leg. It hurts your... You're always hurt. Yeah. Trying to hit the crap out of the ball. Yeah. And there's there's no open court, and you're just like, well, screw it. I'll just hit it as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. Which isn't fun for me. Like, that's, there's no creativity <laughs> right. or, like, skill right. to that. There is, but... Yeah. yeah. It's just a grind. Yeah. It is. And you're there, and it's like, all my teammates, all four years I was there, they were either young and still in college, mm. or... Like in their 30s and had full time jobs, so it was oh, like wow. we had our teams were like, like in Finland it was me and one other American, and we would have to practice like three times a day while everyone else was like at school or at their job, and it's like that was our job. So they yeah. were just like, yeah, oh. you're gonna practice in the morning and then you're gonna go lift weights and then you're gonna go practice at night when the whole team can be there. And it's like, oh, wait, wow. yeah. <laughs> Like, hold on. <laughs> Something's not adding up. Right. Yeah, it was a lot. Like, every team I was on was like that. And then you yeah, saw the light of the beach. Yeah, what, yeah. What convinced you to... Because, like, there is... One thing indoor has that beach doesn't is assured money, right? And even for if it's sure. not a ton... I mean, for some players, the contracts get pretty high, but it... Yeah. You know, I don't know how it was in Finland, but you come to the beach, and now you're, like, totally on your own. Mm-hmm. What made you want to make that switch? Uh, my dream was to go to the Olympics, and I knew that I couldn't do it indoor, and beach would be the best route for me to take. Okay. So that's why, yeah, in 2014, I finished my season in Switzerland, and I just kind of knew, like, my teams were never great. We were okay, and so I was just kind of sick of playing mediocre volleyball, yeah. and I still had a competitive edge. I wanted to compete at a high level, and beach volleyball was the way for me to do that yeah yeah and had you been playing throughout your indoor like overseas beach volleyball yeah I yeah like every summer I would move here for a couple months two or three months out of the summer okay um again train slash hang out at the bars yeah Cuervo days I never played in a tournament oh you didn't play Mm -mm. I didn't play like so you're really about the lifestyle I was (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, really, I know. <laughs> I'm working. You guys, to this day, my parents at, are like, if we would have known, we would bar? not. <laughs> are you bartending? Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I was not really playing beach volleyball. Yeah, I didn't play in a tournament. It's part of the experience, though. Playing some CBBAs. Yeah. yeah, at the bar. And maybe yeah. you, just, you got exactly. it out of your system, so then when you started playing for real, you were like, you know what? Done that scene. I'm good. Don't exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was like your... That's what I needed. <laughs> I mean, totally. Is, you know? I feel like I'm missing out all the time. I feel like the old guy. Everyone's like down there partying. And I'm like, I want to, but it just does not make sense for me. I'm like... But then I'm like, I'm glad... You know, I got my ears in. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, because now I'll it's like it. you got to recover for like three days before yeah. you feel yeah. normal. And you're like, no. You do that when you're young. You recover... You're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now I look at practice almost as like my, that's my social time for the day. Cause you go out yeah. you see people, you talk to them. I come back and I'm like, all right, I'm, I talked to people for a couple hours. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Delaney. Exactly. I'm totally the same way. That's true. That's <laughs> why I like yeah. having a good team, like people that you actually like being around is mm-hmm. huge. Like in terms of like the, you put a whole season together of, being around someone that you don't really gel with, that can get pretty draining. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Definitely should go into everyone's partner choices. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because I think that makes you better on the court, too. For sure. I think being able to spend that time. Because it was cool traveling with Adam last year. Because, um, like, after we play or practice or whatever, like, he'd go do his thing, I'd do my thing, and then, like, we would play chess for, like, three hours. We'd yeah. just be like, like oh, this is great. Depends. Love hanging out with a <laughs> Depends if you win or lose. He was funny because, like, once you know that he needs his time, he needs you know, routine, yeah. he needs his, you know, 10 to 15, sometimes 25 hours. hours. And, then, <laughs> and then he comes back. And, if he doesn't fly home. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was always great. Well, we were like, he couldn't leave. I mean, because we were overseas the whole time. Okay. And so 
I'd come back and like I don't really know like where he would go. He'd go on a walk or something and just come back and we'd just talk the next morning. He'd be like, "Morning," and <laughs> just and, and okay, that was we're it. back. We were good. We're, we're ready. We were back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so once you understand how your partner yeah. works, right. like it, it's a magical thing. You're like, all right, For you sure. did your thing, and now we're back to normal. That's a good. That's point. part yeah. of the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick second to give a shout out to our sponsors. Number one, as always, goes to our friends at Wilson Volleyball. They've been with Sandcast from day one, been giving us love for the past four and a half, almost five years now. And if you guys haven't seen the AVP schedule, it is full. There are 16, count them, 16 professional events and a load more of amateur and juniors events coming with the AVP America schedule. So we have a ton of volleyball to play, which means guess what? We need to get you guys some volleyballs. You can use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. All right, that is the ball, which is the optics, by far the best ball in the game. I've played with all of them. Tri's played with all of them. We've played with Mikasa's, we've played with Moulton's, we've played with Wilson. Wilson is by far the number one ball on the market. So use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to load up on your Wilson volleyballs for the 2022 season. Do you guys want to receive an email newsletter every single Friday delivered to your inbox, breaking down all the beach news of this week? All right, it's not just SANDCAST. It's not just what we're putting out on the show. It is everything. We are curating all the top beach stories, the best beach videos, all the best beach volleyball content, and delivering them to you in your inbox every single Friday. So if you want to get an email newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com and sign up today. All right, so this will include all the top stories at Volleyball World, anything that the McKibbins are doing, all the top stories at the AVP, all the top stories at AVP America, Volleyball Magazine, you name it, you're going to get it delivered to your inbox so you won't miss one bit of beach volleyball news ever. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com and sign up today. And guess what? We also have Sandcast merchandise. We got everything from t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats. We have coffee mugs. We've got everything you could want. And all the profits from the show go right back into the show. All right, so any, any money that we make on merchandise, we're putting right back into the show to get new mics, upgrade the studio, give you guys better content that you love. So if you want some Sandcast merch, head over to sandcastmerch.com. Super simple. And rock your gear of your favorite, well, I hope it's your favorite podcast. Rock the gear of Sandcast today. And now, back to the show. It seems like you um, you and Kelly had like a pretty nice little... What year was it? Uh, I'm, I lose track of years now. When you guys made that big run start made a what two few semis in a row 19? was it warsaw 20. was that warsaw one of them when we won a silver what year was that that was 2019 yeah that's crazy i was gonna yeah. say last year but it's weird 2020 it's weird off. yeah yeah <laughs> but you guys made a freaking crazy run there and i think i don't know was that was that run it was from like for me it was like okay you guys are obviously top team but like in that Mm -hmm. middle category to like oh no like you guys are legitimately going for the olympics right now yeah in that talk of what it was four team ended up being four teams in the race Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um was that was four teams qualified right (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah i don't feel bad for myself i I can't (laughs) feel bad for myself when the girls had four teams yeah and then i got lucky getting in but uh my question is um was was it as surprising to you guys or was it more like you guys saw that path and then you guys kind of executed on it in terms of getting yourselves like dead into the race and into the top 16 to qualify for Olympics? Um, honestly, I think for me, it was like back in 2018 when we teamed up, Mm. it was, you know, sitting down and having like, what are our individual goals? Do they align? Mm -hmm. Great. Let's partner up. Um, when we teamed up in 2018, we were ranked like 80-something in the world. And then within the first three months, we were top 20. And then the first, like within six months, we were top 10. Yeah. Which is so crazy to me that it's just crazy because nobody ever talks about that part of our journey. Right. Which is like, to me, it's like we came out of nowhere. 
yeah. and we were by the end of the season ranked ninth in the world in the number three USA team. Mm-hmm. Or we were two or three, I can't remember. Um, I remember looking at it every time and being like, "Wait, what? Yeah, like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, like they're not they're not like knocking on the door. They're like in the spot right or, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like, think we might have been number two at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, I think going through that and that year at every single five star event. We went through, I can't remember if we went through every single country quota, but we definitely went, like, went through some country quotas, went through the qualifier, and we finished fifth at every single five-star that year. Like, just grinding. We got yeah. our first medal. We uh, bronzed at a three-star in mm-hmm. Switzerland, Lucerne. Um, so at the end of that year is when we kind of sat down and we're like, we really, like, we can do this. Right. Uh, like, everyone has that pipe dream, you know? Right. But, like, to actually do that yeah. in such a short amount of time um, was where it really, like, hit it for me. And I was like, yeah, like, we're going to do this. And then just kind of, like, definitely had a slower start to 2019, which was frustrating. It was nice because we had worked our way out of country quotas, and it mm-hmm. was like, that was good. Yeah. But then it was kind of weird because we're, like, looking back, and we're like, we actually do better when we play in country quotas. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like you get those first... You games don't, you out. You don't want to have them ever. You'd never like right. wish them on yourself. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like if you make it through it, you're like, you got momentum. You do. Kind of, yeah. And it's literally like every time we played a country quota, we did better. Interesting. Like we went through the country quota in Warsaw when we took a silver medal. Oh, right. Yeah. And like blew through teams. Yeah. Like you guys all are the teams. Smashing. Yeah. Like I don't, I think in pool play, we might have had one match that went three, but everyone else we beat in two. And like, so. For the women, when you get through a country quota, mm-hmm. you're beating, you're not going to see a better team for such a long time. Right. Because there are no teams as good as our fifth ranked American women's team in the right. qualifier. There's no question. And probably you won't see a team that good. Well, you see someone very good in pool, mm-hmm. but then maybe not again until like the ninth place round. Right. Like our women's side is just that deep. So yeah. when you win that country yeah. quota, you can look at the field and say, who's even close to as good at that that we're going to play soon. Right. It's That's such a good so mental edge. Yeah, yeah. And it is it. like, yeah, you get that first match out of the way. And that's like do or die, right? Like once you're in the main draw, There's it's way like... more pressure on that. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it'd, it'd be great to win, but if we lose, at least we still get to play. Yeah, you we, know? yeah. we're it's still like, in it. And, yeah. And then you, let's say you get out of pool and you're... And nobody wants a 17th, but once you get to right. ninth, it's kind of like, okay, at least... We're not backtracking, yeah. you know, once we get to ninth. So there's, like, that in the back of your head, which I've had to, like, erase from my brain and be like, fuck, ninths. Like, you don't want right? ninths. I Ugh. hate ninths. I hate ninths. I hate fifths, too, at this point. But it used to be when yeah. I was younger, it was like, well, at least I get a ninth if I lose here. And yeah. I feel like it made me lose. Yeah. yeah. But you, you get I complacent. You get, yeah. yeah, for sure. But then it's really funny because... You know, everyone's like, I hate ninths. But then you, you go on Instagram, another top ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so true. It's like, I know you don't I've like thrown, it. I've, <laughs> I've thrown a few of those out there for it sure. Feels, like, yeah. Everyone's guilty. Yeah, technically, it's top, what, 13? Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? If you're Because four people tie for ninth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Feels good. Looks good to the public eye. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll still throw it out there. Yeah. If oh, it's for, for sure. sponsor or whoever, yeah. it's like. Top ten in the world is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Not just too like, shabby. <laughs> yeah, but I think that mindset is so good to have because ninths don't win Olympic medal. You're not going to get a legacy right. as well. What's the, your goal, the ninth place right? Guy. Yeah, like if right. you say your goal's Olympics, then why are you happy with ninths? Right, right. And I think that doesn't always align with certain teams. If your goal is we want to be main draw for next season, like be good this year so that we can be main draw coming next season mm-hmm. ninths are great right yeah but like for me I was like trying to make the Olympics it was like ninths are fucking me yeah like this it's whole the top worst. ten yeah even fifths it's like you gotta get past that fifth yeah. place round to make significant jumps forward or else you're just like staying in place but I don't know really if there's anything worse than a fourth place finish ooh fourth's pretty bad Fourth is gnarly. Yeah. Like, Doha felt so good. We're crushing it. And it's like you get to the last day and you end two on two losses. losses. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well. No medal. We made it to Sunday, but like. Is it, does it give you any solace that your two losses were, it was April and Alex, right? And, yep. and, and Agatha Brazil. Duda. Yeah. And 
because Agatha and Duda and both of those teams were playing at such a high level. Yeah. Does that does that help at all when you look at it and you say our two losses were to the two teams who won more medals during this quad than any team in the world? It sure or is does it not. just still a fourth? Yeah. Because I it's think like saying I, top ten, Travis. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. <laughs> that made it to Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we all tell ourselves that. Yeah. yeah. Because in those matches, I felt like there were things that we could have done better. So when I'm like, if I take a loss and I know like I did everything I possibly could have done and the other team was just better today. Mm. I am okay with that. I can sit with that. Yeah. But if it's like, man, we didn't do this well and this well, or even like a couple plays, I will like that night when I'm sleeping, I'll like wake up and like replay oh, those plays because yeah, I'm like, it's the worst. I hate oh, it. like, I hate it. <laughs> if we would have just done this, you know, yeah. like it could have changed everything. Leaving just so. a little on the table. Yeah. I know Travis is sitting on one of those right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. If you won one more match, you would have been in the USA stipend, right? Yeah. If one, I had won one match, and it, oh, what, from what was killer, yeah, what was killer is that we I had a chance at fourteen thirteen to tie it um, against Ooh. the Ukrainian guys, and yeah. uh, I had a soft block, and Tim set me like right on the net, and their blocker was this seven footer, but didn't move great, and so he didn't have time to get up, open net, and it was going over, and I just like kind of poked it down and call over and pop off just kind of like oh. dinner plate dug it yeah absolutely perfect came back and put it away oh, oh man i thought about that one a couple times yeah. oh man we, <laughs> yeah. all, we all have those yeah. those plays exactly like, yeah gonna haunt us forever yeah until you do something like mine was like manhattan i had match point against yep. casey <clears throat> his low angle uh swing yep and then it took me like four years to get back there. And then I had match point this time, and he swung low angle on me. I was like, nope, yeah. <laughs> not doing it on fucking low angle. And I think that those those points, as haunting as they are, they're so important. And those hard yeah. losses are so important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you you can just use it, if you learn how to use that stuff the right way. Yeah, I, mean, I thought about I it just all the time like, for oh so many yeah. so many years. I thought yeah. about yeah. that play. Mm-hmm. Now actually, this is the first time I'm thinking about it in a while. Yes, I finally got past it. And you won. Manhattan champ. There you go. Low angle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, but no, fours suck. Yeah, fours are rough. I got, uh, we got fourth at World Champs, and it was like, a bronze at World Champs is pretty great. Right. And you had two shots at it. And you played both teams really freaking well. Three, went to three with both of them. Yeah. Now that yeah. that's like that that's probably the one lingering now. It's like world champs. Yeah. I think the, the fact that you guys one. made it to the semis was impressive enough. Well, being we got down kind four, of being down fourteen eleven yeah, to Andre kind of and George. A, that was a hail mary. To come back, we threw a hail mary there and <laughs> caught it in the back <laughs> yeah. off the tip. Yeah, yeah it was, well, I mean, it's a random story, but during that match, during the comeback, they had some guy doing like a demonstration behind our court. You can't see it in the video, but he's literally doing donuts on a motorbike so like revving his engine and there's like tire uh whatever smoke like yeah coming through the court where we're like it's like hard to breathe and you can't see it really it's just revving it was so loud and i knew it was getting in their heads i was like yes keep doing this shit like because they're like they kind of felt like the game was they had it yeah and they hit a few high lines and shit i was like thank you that's a great appreciate that because this is the kind of thing where you're like what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> why is there like tire smoke and a guy doing donuts on his motorbike right yeah. behind the court during a world champs quarterfinal? Yeah. Anyway, that's what came to mind when I thought about that. It's great. Sometimes that would be the kind of thing where if we lost, I'd be like, fucking, that fucking that guy. guy. God damn it, why is he doing that? Yeah. I need to write a letter to the FIVB. Yeah. Protest. Make sure they don't do it this world champs. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. But you had um, a great Olympic run, obviously, that we just talked about with Kelly. Mm -hmm. How was, what was that sort of what you expected an Olympic run to look like? Because you came in 2014, you said, I'm I'm probably not going to make it indoors. Let's turn to the beach. Did you have any expectations of what going for the Olympics might look like on the beach? 
A little bit because when I came to the beach in 2014, I was like, yeah, I want to go to the 2016 Olympics. Mm -hmm. And then about a month in, I was like, oh, well, (laughs) definitely not going to (laughs) happen. Like started learning a lot more and just like the whole transition and how the system works and stuff. So um, I definitely had an idea just because I was paying attention of what it took because I knew I wanted to get there. Um, But I would say... And I have heard stories, especially from the men's side of like, it's going to be bad because I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was like Nick Lucena. I don't know. Playing. I don't remember who he was playing with, but it was like one match. At that time. It came down to like one match. I don't know if this was 2016. Oh, back Yeah. Yeah. It was Furby and Nick versus Rosie and Jake. Yeah. And like, I've heard that story a bunch and I'm just like, man. So during our Olympic run, it was like, I don't want that to happen. You know, like we did backwards planning of like in 2018, that was kind of thing. Like 2018, our goal was to be top 15 in the world. And we crushed that by quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, then we need to be top five. Then we need to be top three. Mm -hmm. And then for like seating at the Olympics, you know? Um, So that was kind of my mindset through the whole thing. And also knowing, like, I don't want it to come down to, like, one tournament or one match. Right. Like, let's get ahead of it. Right. And in the end, it came down to two tournaments, really. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's good perspective to have. I feel like I learned that after the first quad was, like, yeah. yeah. And and no lead is safe, either. A right. little injury, a little right. something, and it's, like, that lead's gone. Mm-hmm. One tournament. Literally, a, ter- a team wins one event, and they just, like freaking hop all the way up and then their yeah. seating's good and it's like yeah. whoa I didn't realize they were so close right and I feel like that's happened way too many times yeah um it's just so gnarly you learn it's so crazy. much from each quad that like yeah. there's a lot of like necessary information that you learn I feel like yeah in the Olympic race for sure <sighs> it's gnarly yeah and definitely like going through it I feel like we didn't do everything we could have to make it which I think is I mean, yeah, it sucks, but also it's like, cool, like, I know moving forward the things that need to be done to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yeah, and you have to go for it, too, to learn the lessons, right? You have to fail sometimes Mm -hmm. to learn these lessons. If you didn't go for it, commit 100%, you'd be sitting here with the same information and going at it the same way, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn? What what do you think you left on the table in that quad? Because from just the perspective of someone who watched, I mean, you and Kelly... I think I counted up. You guys played in like 36 international tournaments in the oh, last really? four years. That is so much traveling, and that's including 2020, which if we take that out, you traveled <laughs> right. and you played in 36 tournaments in three, in three years, years, which yeah. is a ton. That is a lot. So from I lot. think from a, your casual spectator's point of view that you guys did everything you could, mm-hmm. but from your point of view, what did you leave on the table that you're not um, going to do this quad? I think, honestly, more of it had to do with, like, the mental side of things and just not being... I just don't think that there was a lot of, like, scheduling, organization, preparation kind of in those last two years. Um, It felt like we had a big plan when we first started. And then as it went on, like, we weren't ever referencing back to it. Like, okay, we said we needed to hit these marks at the Mm -hmm. end of the year, but we never checked in on those. So it was like we didn't really know where we were at, right. you know. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest ones is just having that organization, like having those marks and making sure like we're looking back and we're checking in um, with that stuff. And then just from a mental side, like uh, I think I just learned a lot um, just personally too, like going through certain things and it's like how can I be better compartmentalizing things? you know, when I'm on the road or like in matches at tournaments Mm -hmm. and it's like just learning how to grow from those experiences and know that like I'm putting everything I have into this so I can't let outside things affect what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. And you've had some some valuable time off. I'm sure this off season was probably just (laughs) a a blessed one. It was. (laughs) Because that's such a grind. much needed. And try, I mean, you know what an Olympic grind looks like. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's so gnarly mentally. Yeah. Like the stuff mentally, you're saying. Emotionally, like, like being not there. You're you have your team, but you're on your own. Like yeah. in terms of like 
holding your shit together. You know that you have to hold your shit together to, yeah. to you know, fulfill your duties as mm-hmm. half the team. Mm-hmm. And then balancing that with the other person who's a completely different human. Right. With their own thoughts. Yeah. Right. And it's just like such a gnarly <clears throat> thing to experience. I don't know if there's many jobs that push you in that way. Like in terms of on top of the travel, the physical things that you have to do to yourself, the pressure you put yourself under, mm-hmm. um, you know, while also having to deal with your you know, a lot of things that other professional athletes don't have to deal with. Right. Travel and money and or lack of money, sponsorships. Right. Yeah. Fulfilling all that stuff. It's just like a gnarly experience. And yeah. then when you're yeah. in your lows and you're like sitting in another country like by yourself by the river after a match all pissed off. Right. Or whatever it is, right. you know, some random thing you're staring at. You're like, how am I in freaking <laughs> India sitting <laughs> under this rock right now and just living? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I just lost <clears throat> money. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, I didn't fulfill the task at hand. You know, you have right. so many of those moments. Where you're yeah. just like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of growth in there. Like when you can step away from it and be outside of, outside of it. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now Travis can relate to. <laughs> Not to the Olympic stuff. I mean, the Olympic stuff is a whole new level. Yeah. I feel yeah. like of just, I mean, that's a pressure cooker. There's no running mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Right. There's no running from that pressure. Right. You can't like, like, you know, I feel like you do a good job of like kind of taking pressure off yourself. Like make, you know, just being like, I'm here for this reason. I did this and that blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Olympics is like, no matter how positive you are, you're like, I'm in it. It, like, right. There's no yeah. running away. Right. Yeah. I just have to suffer through this. And what's crazy mm-hmm. is that it's, especially with Tokyo, is that it's normally a two-year race, but Tokyo was extended to three, mm-hmm. and it's you're racing the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That you're. It's just always like. And you were talking about you want to be top fifteen, top ten. That's a long stretch to just be constantly tracking your progress. Yeah. And right. How you're doing. You're like right. you know, chilling in the off season, right? But in the back of right. your mind, you're like. Well, if I if I get started a week earlier, if, yes, if I, yeah, if I don't party tonight or whatever, you're like, damn it, I'm a week into off season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why are these thoughts popping up? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, it's like, and then if you even look on social media, you're like, well, what's everyone else doing? Like, right. can I take time off? And it's like, and it's probably all bullshit ugh, on social yeah. media too. I had to mute people because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to know. Like, right. I want to focus on me, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of yeah. the day, like, that's the other thing is like you're going to add more pressure to yourself when you see like, oh, well, they took a fifth and we took a ninth. And it's like, all you can only control what yeah. you guys are, like what you and your team are doing, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, get rid of all the busy out outside of your team craziness and just focus on like those goals that you set and what you need to accomplish that year or that week or that day. Yeah. yeah. That's why that structure is important, right? Like that structure you're talking is so about. important. So you can like refer yeah. back to it mm-hmm. in yeah. those moments of chaos. Right. Where you're not just like lost. You're just like, oh no, we planned this. Like yeah. go back to it. Okay, this is the goal. Yeah. So what what can I do in this moment to stay on track of this goal? Yeah. I'm totally learning that too. I've yeah. I forget. Yeah. Something reminded me of that the other day. I was like, structure. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. the, it was the Tom Brady documentary. They were saying Belichick was like came in to the team and just gave all these players that weren't used to having much structure. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like crazy for them. And then they come to Belichick and he just like made it really simple. Just <laughs> just do your job. Yeah. That's all I need from you. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just love do my that. job and we're winning. Like this is yeah. way easier. Yeah. 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 I need structure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't function well in <laughs> chaos. <laughs> but how do you how do you decompress? from a three-year pressure grinder of an Olympic year. And we were talking before um, Tri came <clears throat> how nice it was to take mm-hmm. a couple months off the sand and just totally get away from everything. Yeah. I honestly, for me, it's going to the mountains. So I took two or three months off completely from the sand. Um, I saw Mikhail a few times, but nothing, like, it wasn't consistent. Um, so I just, like... I did a lot of road trips, like literally me and my dog meeting up with my sister in places and just like being with family, being with like my closest support system um, and just kind of figuring out like what I wanted to do. Um, I also started therapy, which was like 
the best thing of all time. Really? Yeah. Like, I just think it's so weird because I know, and I feel like, you know, back in the day, people were like, oh, I have therapy. And it's like, it used to be weird. Like, whoa, something's wrong with you. I think it's the most amazing. It is like, half the time, this is our therapy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever it takes. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, and it was just like kind of working through because not making it was really hard for me. I felt like, you know, the last five years, I mean, everyone that goes to the grind, like that's what you were doing. And to not, to fail at that was really hard for me to accept. Um, to the point where like I went to the mountains during the Olympics and I couldn't even like to make there sure that there weren't TVs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was very, and it's hard cause I have friends that are there competing and like I want them to do well, but it was just too hard to watch. So I literally didn't watch any of the Olympics. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a family member pass away, um, at the same time. And then was going through like literally in the middle of Olympic qualification and a pandemic had to move out of my house. Like all these things oh. were happening to where I just didn't feel like myself. And I was mm. like, I need time away to just like, do I still want to play? I was contemplating just like retiring and being done. Um, so yeah, it was like the biggest thing for me was just mountain time, family time, therapy, and being away from the sand completely. Sounds yeah. perfect. I, th- yeah. I think it's like so necessary to <clears throat> step away and gain perspective. And then also mm-hmm. like talking to other people because just saying stuff out loud, like you can like, then you can hear it, hear what you're saying and bouncing it off other people with perspective. Like we have a mm-hmm. sports performance Peter Habrell, we, yeah. we work with him weekly now. Do you? And it's like, especially yeah. for me and Trevor, not good at communicating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like so necessary. And Jose, like, you know, we're all just awesome. like space cadets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've talked to people, you know, through all kinds of, all my, you know, sickness stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, all the time, like we have Mike Gervais in here and like yeah. any kind of that stuff is so important. So just important. Like learn who you are. You just went through a gnarly experience. Okay. Who am I now? Like, yeah. What did that turn me into? Yeah. Cause you gained so much like the highs and lows and experiences. It's good mm-hmm. to like step back and be like, okay, now I have all these new things to move forward with. What does that look like? Right. If you don't step away, you just like think that you should just go back on that same track and keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that's great. Everyone should go to therapy. <laughs> I agree. And I think just the people you surround yourself with, like I've noticed, um, like looking back at the whole journey and everything, like there were people in my life that were like taking energy from me mm. and I wasn't realizing it. I'm just like, because I'm a very like giving person. I want to help people. Yeah. I want to do these things. And it's like, but they're just like taking, taking, taking energy. And I'm like, wait, like, where do I get my energy from? Right. Um, so yeah, that's been a part of it too. It's just like really paying attention to who is in my close circle and who's going to like give me back energy and not just keep taking. Yeah. So. I think that's so important because mm-hmm. I think maybe Ferris is big on it where he says that you basically become a product of the five people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just always so mindful of that. I'm so yeah. careful. I'm like, wait, I don't know if you should be in my five. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And it's not like you're not being rude or you're not. It's just like, you know, you know who your people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I think it's important. Yeah. And then after a very valuable off season, how much did that help to just come back to the sand? Uh, I'm sure just renewed perspective, new yeah. vigor, new energy. Oh my gosh. I could not wait. Like normally I take three weeks at least at home for Christmas and the holidays. And I could not wait to get back. I was so excited to get back on the sand and just anxious and like taking that time off. Um, they just lit the fire again for sure. Like, yeah, it's been good. It's probably a fun feeling to have that fire lit again. Oh my gosh. Like every day I love waking up and going to practice. I love Love going to McHale's like everything I'm doing. I'm just like, yes. Like, this is what I want to be doing. The people in my life are the people I want around me. And it's been great. I love it. You, I feel yeah. like you don't know that unless you step away. And exactly. give yourself the out, too. It's like, <clears throat> if you don't want to play, you don't have to. Yeah. And then it makes you, like, your perspective fully changes. Like, oh, I don't? And it's like, I don't think I'd like that if yeah. I stopped playing. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize it so much. Or it's like, yeah, actually, that sounds great not playing. Like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, like, without stepping back, you don't really ever realize it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Did you expect to get the fire back? 
or were when you were taking your off season, were you wondering maybe it won't? Yeah, I think I wasn't really sure. I think there's a lot of things I had to work through and figure out along the way. Um, and I would say even like beginning of December, I wasn't really sure. Um, but like, yeah, like being back home and just having conversations like with Scott, my coach and different people, it just kind of came back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fun. The, yeah. And you mentioned you mentioned Scott's. You worked with Evie for the mm-hmm. last couple of years, and now I feel like one of the fun parts of a new season is sort of constructing a new team. Yeah, you know, and you're working with Super Scott Davenport now. And yeah. you mentioned so you you worked with him <clears throat> at the beginning. He was my very first coach when I ever came okay. to the beach. Huh. Yeah, back in 2014, um, and he was still with uh, Canada at the time. Okay. Um, so, and then in 2018. Me and Kelly were with him, but he was also with Canada. Okay. But then because we were successful, we got into USA funding, mm. <clears throat> and that's where things kind of had to change. Okay. So. Because was it just weird that he was with Canada? Well, he couldn't accept funding. <clears throat> okay. Right. Because of another federation. Okay. It's so. funny. I When I walk by, because we coach, we, we go with Jose on 20, like what, 28th Street? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I walk by Dav's court yeah. every day. Yeah. I'm like... He's coaching like seventy-two teams. He's coaching so <laughs> Every time I walk by, I'm like you're with him too. <laughs> it's you, I'm telling you, it's because like you'll bring one random practice, one random person to practice, and he gives them so information, so much information in that hour or two hours that they're like, "I want more. I want more. Mm. I gotta go back." Yeah, it's like a addiction i gotta steal some of that <laughs> yeah. he's very, i feel like he's pretty private about it though because he's never showed up at like all the coaches used to help out in the usa practices like yeah. everyone kind of takes turns and mm. davy's quiet and like, sitting back not telling anyone anything <laughs> yeah. all right davy yeah. he wants you to come to his court to find it out yeah, yeah. exactly you gotta get the invite that's fair <laughs> it was fun in brazil to see how much he cares about his teams, because when you're coaching that many teams, it, you got to wonder, well, how much are you really invested in one mm-hmm. team? But he was a nervous disaster while Sarah and Therese were playing. Really? He's like, Travis, you can you can coach me. You're not a coach. Go, tell him to serve six. Serve deep six. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that either, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Just try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fun to have someone like that on your team. You have that with Jose, where you just know that like they're in your corner the whole way. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's there's a great feeling. There's not many like coaches you can count on two hands, right? Of like the beach coaches, yeah. right? Other ones like yeah, dabbling here and there, but there's the right. I don't know, less than ten, I'd say. Yeah, I'd well, say, it's yeah. hard because it's hard. It's funny. This has to be one of the only sports where you make more. You make a reasonable living as an amateur coach in the in NCAA, and you can't. You basically can't make a living as a professional coach. Right. Right. And so, like the pro- a number of professional coaches are pretty hard to find. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Slim pickings. <laughs> it was funny to see like Jose was a volunteer. That staff at UCLA was stacked. Yeah, really. Jose is volunteer. Jenny Johnson Jordan is the assistant, and Stein is the head coach. Yeah, they had some they had some wins under yeah. their belt. Yeah, <laughs> that staff. Now they got Maria Clara. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's volunteer. a new volunteer. You kind of have to volunteer for a year to eventually get paid in college. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Pay your dues. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about coaching? No. That was a quick no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very quick no. Yeah. Not following I... that. Don't really have any desire. Yeah. And a part of me is like, is it because I'm still playing and I'm still like in that mode? But yeah. coaching's not it's fun every once in a while, but it's not something I see myself doing. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you just as soon as like beach cruise over, it's like, all right, to the mountains we go. Yeah, like uh you guys might not ever see me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Social media's gone. Yeah. Like <laughs> It's funny. That was one thing that Jake gave when he he was like, "I'm never going to do another interview again. I'm never yeah. posting again after." after our, our old guys uh, really hated the media. Yeah, Nick, Phil, Jake. Oh, really? None of them liked it. Well, like, Phil really hated it. Yeah, Nick hated it. And Nick's yeah. Nick's hilarious though because he hated it. But he 
our podcast with him was interview. so fun. He's, he's a, a great interview. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Once you get him to sit down, <laughs> yeah, and he, he's just Phil's like great chat. too. I mean, yeah. they're all great. Yeah, but they, yeah. yeah, they just, just didn't want to do it. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, who um, do you have any sponsors that we can give a shout to while we're on the show? You know. Um, they're all in the making right now. On the making? Nothing's official yet, so. Still time. There's still Other time. Other businesses, there's still time. Yeah. Come and get it. <laughs> Come and get it. We got some real estate right yeah. here, right here. That's yeah. right. Definitely lots of real estate. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. One thing you said that I was interested in, and especially because I've heard it so much just because like I've been doing stories and all the new partnerships and mm-hmm. you mentioned that, you know, everyone mentions that they, they sit down and talk about individual goals as a team. And I feel like everyone's goal at the top is probably the same. How do you identify like what good individual goals are, how you're on the same page as someone? Cause you know, try, you could sit down with any of the top 15 guys and say, what do you want to do? Olympics. Great. Same page. Right. There's gotta be more to that. Right. Definitely. Because for me, I'm like, okay, what are you willing to do to make that happen? Right? Because yeah. it's expensive. Like you need a sports psych and you need a good trainer and you need all these things. And it's like, how much money are you willing to invest in that? Um, how much time are you willing to invest? I think that's what's really important is like, okay. yeah, everyone can say I want to be an Olympian. Right. Um, but also like I've had people say like, I want to go to the Olympics. And I've had people say I want to win a gold medal at the Olympics. And Big for difference. me, I'm like, Yes, gold medal. Gold. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's like they are ready to invest in whatever it takes to get there. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll try. I know uh, the studio is also being rented. Tonight. We're busy in here. <laughs> <laughs> Got the actress coming in. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to keep Gab waiting. But Em, great to have you on yeah, again. Yeah. Thank you. Super yeah, fun to chat with us. Yeah. Appreciate it's been great. It. Yeah. yeah. Hope it was comfy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this is your first time in this studio. It is. Yeah. It's great. Not bad. It's great space. I'm glad you found your fire again. Glad yes. to see you back out. Thank in the you. Sand. Yes. Really good. We'll see you out there.